Great Classic Horror Six Unabridged Stories by Ambrose Bierce, Robert Louis Stevenson, Washington Irving, J. Sheridan Le Fanu, Edgar Allan Poe, and Saki. Narrated by Garrett Wynne Davies. A Watcher by the Dead by Ambrose Bierce. Chapter One. In an upper room of an unoccupied dwelling in the part of San Francisco known as North Beach lay the body of a man under a sheet. The hour was near nine in the evening. The room was dimly lighted by a single candle. Although the weather was warm, the two windows, contrary to the custom which gives the dead plenty of air, were closed and the blinds drawn down. The furniture of the room consisted of but three pieces, an armchair, a small reading stand supporting the candle, and a long kitchen table supporting the body of the man. All these, as also the corpse, seemed to have been recently brought in, for an observer, had there been one, would have seen that all were free from dust, whereas everything else in the room was pretty thickly coated with it, and there were cobwebs in the angles of the walls. Under the sheet, the outlines of the body could be traced, even the features, these having that unnaturally sharp definition which seems to belong to the faces of the dead, but is really characteristic of only those that have been wasted by disease. From the silence of the room, one would rightly have inferred that it was not in the front of the house, facing a street. It really faced nothing but a high breast of rock, the rear of the building being set into a hill. As a neighboring church clock was striking nine with an indolence which seemed to imply such an indifference to the flight of time that one could hardly help wondering why it took the trouble to strike at all. The single door of the room was open, and a man entered, advancing toward the body. As he did so, the door closed, apparently from its own volition. There was a grating, as if a key turned with difficulty and the snap of the lock-bolt as it shot into its socket. A sound of retiring footsteps in the passage outside ensued, and the man was to all appearance a prisoner. Advancing to the table, he stood a moment, looking down at the body. <laughs> then, with a slight shrug of the shoulders, walked over to one of the windows and hoisted the blind. The darkness outside was absolute. The panes were covered with dust, but by wiping this away, he could see that the window was fortified with strong iron bars crossing it within a few inches of the glass and embedded in the masonry on each side. He examined the other window. It was the same. He manifested no great curiosity in the matter, did not even so much as raise the sash. If he was a prisoner, he was apparently a tractable one. Having completed his examination of the room, he seated himself in the armchair, took a book from his pocket, drew the stand with its candle alongside, and began to read. The man was young, not more than thirty, dark in complexion, smooth-shaven, with brown hair. His face was thin and high-nosed, with a broad forehead, and a firmness of the chin and jaw which is said by those having it to denote resolution. The eyes were grey and steadfast, not moving except with definitive purpose. They were now, for the greater part of the time, fixed upon his book, but he occasionally withdrew them and turned them to the body on the table, not apparently from any dismal fascination, 
which, under the circumstances, it might be supposed to exercise upon even a courageous person, nor with a conscious rebellion against the contrary influence which might dominate a timid one. He looked at it, as if in his reading he had come upon something recalling him to a sense of his surroundings. Clearly this watcher by the dead was discharging his trust with intelligence and composure, as became him. After reading for perhaps a half hour, he seemed to come to the end of a chapter and quietly laid down the book. He then rose and, taking the reading stand from the floor, carried it into a corner of the room near one of the windows, lifted the candle from it, and returned to the empty fireplace before which he had been sitting. A moment later, he walked over to the body on the table, lifted the sheet, and turned it back from the head, exposing a mass of dark hair and a thin face cloth, beneath which the features showed with even sharper definition than before. Shading his eyes by interposing his free hand.